don't know why. Maybe my, like, you know what? When you're a kid, you have no concept of time either. So maybe I just felt like it was the longest time ever to get there. Like, because once the Royal Rumble happened, you know, I felt like, okay, like a kid in the movie store. Uh, are you trying to find that perfect movie? You want Good to see old popcorn? Movie store. <laughs> That's I just how, you know, you're excited. Movies. Yeah, selling movies. I was, I was. It, it came out bad. I was gonna say a kid in a candy mm-hmm. store, and then a, a kid in a movie theater. And for some reason, it came out as a kid in a movie store. Mm-hmm. And then I was like trying to save it, and you fucked it up. So I was like. What is up, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of the Los Wise Guys podcast. It's special. Uh, be- because it's just us. It's just me, myself, and aka Papa Son Killer, accompanied by Stephen McGrumbles himself, Rudy. How you doing, Rudy? I'm doing pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was caught off guard by the intro, and I feel yeah. like my eyes are watering. I feel like the yeah. heat from the mm-hmm. flames yeah. is like getting yeah. my eyes right now. But uh, I'm doing pretty good. Other than that, I'm blind, but I'm good. That's what we do. Yeah. So for anybody who only listens to the audio version of the podcast, that's cool. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. But when you get a chance, please go over to the YouTube version where you can see what Rudy's talking about, because we do have like a little intro graphic that does uh, show up and it burns with the fire of a thousand suns. So please literally bring a tear to your eye. Yeah, no, definitely check that out. Um, you can check us out there, and you can check us out on the Los Wise Guys website, loswiseguys.com, where you can see all of our content, um, you know, our podcast, our fantasy league, uh, you know, for video games, um, you know, YouTube videos, uh, blogs, all that stuff. Uh, you can also check all that stuff out on our social medias. We do uh, go on there, we do post stuff, uh, you know, talking about what we do there. Um, so definitely be sure to check us all out. Rudy, yours isn't on there. I do apologize for that. Um you want, I could put it in there. You want it's up to you. I don't, I don't need people. I'm good. I'm okay, that's fine. That's fine. And as much as I want to be able to say that, I do need you to do this stuff right here. I do need you to like, subscribe, share, and comment below for this video and uh, everything else. So please do all that. Please follow us on all the socials. Please check us out on the YouTube's on twitch.tv slash those wise guys on the social medias on the Los Wise Guys website. And uh, thank you for that. So this episode, just Rudy, just myself. Disco's not here. Eslam's not here. They are over at Eslam's wedding. So um, essentially, we, we just weren't invited. That's all it was. We weren't invited. They said, you can't come. So we we're like, I no, guess Eslam, we're going to do Eslam can't afford to be here. He spent all his <laughs> damn money. Can't afford to be on the podcast. This motherfucker. I looked at rings. Don't do it. Don't do it. Your pockets hurt. Eslam ain't no. got no pants. Speaking of no pants, we are going to be talking about the Royal Rumble. Where because they wear the, the, the little tights, think about what the Rock used to wear, yeah, like That's the little, little thing. So, that so we are talking about the 2023 Royal Rumble, where uh, we both saw it. It happened uh, in our time, it happened last night. Uh, we're recording Sunday, uh, early afternoon, um, late morning, I guess. Either late or. morning, late morning, late morning. By the time in the next 12 minutes, it's about to be afternoon, early afternoon. Don't so. rush the day, don't rush the day, enjoy every moment. A new day, and yesterday was the uh Royal Rumble where we saw it in all of its over four hours of glory. Um, <clears throat> but uh, quick thoughts before we break it down and everything just overall, your initial opinion. Of the Royal I'm Rumble. tired, I'm fucking yeah. tired. I'm not gonna lie, that show I didn't get a lot of sleep the, the night before, but um, you know. You know, it's it was start off good. You know, you start off with a lot of energy. You know, and then 
you start burning out as, as time goes by. I don't know if it is the four hours. I don't know if it's old age. I don't know what it is. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I take that back. Even the Super Bowl, Super Bowl is long as fuck. Sometimes I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't want to see this long ass halftime show. But um, for for other than that, you know, it it always feels good to kind of get back into it and kind of see what the Royal Rumble is or these other big shows. Because like, you know, I mainly watch the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, maybe SummerSlam. And it kind of brings me that nostalgia feeling of when I was a no kid. No respect for Survivor Series. No respect for Survivor Series. It's a shame. I, let me know what month it is. It's uh, it's an April. It's before it's in November. November. April's WrestleMania. Jesus Christ. Oh, see, see, I'm bad with geography. What can I say? Yes, you um, are. We all know you don't like history. Not like someone yeah. else. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Every time. Um, no, nah, man, but, you know, like I think that's the one thing I get to get out of it, Dan, that you don't is like I still have that lens of like a, a true fan. Like you're a mm-hmm. you're a, a diehard, like in your veins, blood fan like yeah. me. I'm I'm like I'm a little kid entertained by the show type fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is like I can watch that show no matter if you can see them, you know, not take a full hit or whatever it may be. I still get that enjoyable feeling from it. It's a nostalgia as well. Yes. For you. Yeah. So it's something you get to come back to. Yeah. And, and that's why yeah, I kind of, you know, and that's kind of like why, like, to, to start off the conversation with the Rumble, like, it felt weird to see it start with the actual Royal Rumble. You know, like. I mean, they've done it, though. They've done that I, for years. Dude. For you, like, yes. For you. you oh. got, I'm, I'm looking back at 14. No, I was going to say 14. I was going to say 14 pre, pre, uh, pre-puberty. Uh, let's just look at nine-year-old Rudy before puberty, before everything's happening in life, and you're just watching this show, and you have. During that time as well, they the rumble never started or ended. It, it never had a, like a set. The rumble has to be at this point of the show. It never had that ever. I always thought it was the last match. Depends on storyline purposes. If it fits the storyline, huh? I don't know why. Maybe my, you know what? When you're a kid, you have no concept of time either. So maybe I just felt like it was the longest time ever to get there. Like because once the Royal Rumble happened, you know, I felt like okay, like a kid in the movie store. Uh, are you trying to find that perfect movie? You want to see popcorn? Movie store. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how you know you're excited. Movies. <laughs> you're yep. Selling movies. I was, I was. It, it came out bad. I was gonna say a kid in a candy mm-hmm. store, and then a, a kid in a movie theater. And for some reason, it came out as a kid in a movie store. Mm-hmm. And then I was like trying to save it, and you fucked it up. So that's all I got. So, I, uh, com- complete side tangent. One time, I was listening to the kind of funny um, podcast, or it might have been something else. Where Nick uh, Scarpino was in the process of saying something, and he ca- he couldn't remember how to say how um how the hot dog gets made or how the sausage is made. He couldn't remember that, so he ended up just spouting like how the ham gets cooked. <laughs> He's like, you know, this is behind the scenes. This is how you're seeing how the 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 ham gets cooked. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the equivalent right there. Because yeah, I'm over here, yeah. I'm like, how do I say myself? I'm like, no, they had they had popcorn at the at the movie stores. Yeah. yeah. That's it made me think of that. But um I wanna so so you got your thing. Now we did a similar thing. We talked about WrestleMania. Uh if you guys want to check that out, it was back during the April um episode um <clears throat> where you were on the podcast, we talked about WrestleMania and we did all that. Um now with that, uh you got to come back, you got to do nostalgia nostalgia, like, oh look, you know, this, that, and the other. And then there's there's myself who I'm there all the time. Every show. Sounds like a marriage. Sounds like a bad marriage. Always. Pay attention as well. Just, yeah, just there, you know. I mean, I mean, think about it this way: like I legit predicted the outcome of every single match last night. 
Yes, you did. And that <laughs> it's it's such you a know, it's like, such a conflicted feeling cuz like I'm mm-hmm. there with you and they're like, "All right, yeah, he's probably going to win." And I'm like And then when he wins, I'm like, "All right, well then this is like less anti this is less climactic then." Yeah, yeah I mean, cuz you yeah. call it. And I, you know, I'm, I give you props. Thing, like, I give you props. I mean, oh yeah, look, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> you know, I yeah. don't need props. I I want the enjoyment. Um but it's like you know, you can kind of see where it's going. You see where stuff, you know, falls. Like, there's still, you know, stuff surprising here and there. Um, I didn't think Booker T was going to be in the Royal Rumble. Yes. So, you know, yes. that happened. So, that was cool. But um, overall, I felt like the show could have been um, – it could have been better. It wasn't the um, the greatest. And, uh, well, you know, it, it was what it was. But let's, uh, let's break it down. We're going to talk about a couple, like, just the highlights. Talk Rumble. about the all-time high. Talk about that all-time beginning opening high they had. I forgot that. I mean, like while I'm getting this ready, you can talk about it. I guess. Pat McAfee, Pat mm-hmm. McAfee, aka mm-hmm. the Leg, Patty Mac, came in, started the show off with a bang. I mean, he's got a nice, he's got that banging music. The it's, we call him a banger these days. Uh, he's got a new, uh, a new video. Looks like a video comes. It's just a bunch of hymns, just him and in a bunch of them. And he just well, came hang out. On. Hang on. The so first off, the the song is. Is a popular song that, that for some reason they're just like the sports arenas and sports in the world don't want to give credit to the song. Um, but it's a uh, I'm blanking on the song, that's why I'm buying for time <laughs> as I speak, and it's gonna come to me the eventually. It's as I get you got into it. and it's a seven nation, it's a seven nation army, <clears throat> um, by the whites, no, by the white stripes, I think. I think it's the white stripes. It's the White Stripes, which is like a, it was a popular song back in the day. It's a great song. And then Arena's adopted it as an anthem. And then WWE is like, this is Pat's song now. And then they have like a slightly modified version of that now. So yeah. I'm not giving that to Pat. That belongs to the White Stripes. It's that aura. It's that aura. When he just comes in, just comes in with that aura. And then he just, you know, comes in there. I was, I was like, yo, someone tossed him a football. No one expected him, though. It was a complete shocker to the crowd because had the, the crowd known. Someone to toss him a football, he would have punted the shit out of that. Came I mean, with a nice blue jacket. Okay, unexpected, sure, but it's like Pat McAfee, big pay per view. He hasn't been there for a while. I wouldn't say it was, you know, complete unknown. Love Pat. No, nope. I wouldn't be surprised but, if he did SmackDown. You know, I don't know if you know this or not, but he stopped doing SmackDown because yes. he had the opportunity to do college football. Yes, of course I knew this. Of course, you know everything. I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> Why wouldn't I know that? The commentator isn't there anymore. I'm gonna know why. Like that's, that's a good point. That's a very good come point. It's not <laughs> just going one day and everybody's like, where the fuck did he go? But he went back well, to the college. Football. He died, I guess. Like, but college <laughs> but college football is you know over, so I figure you know maybe he'll do you know he'll do half and half, but you never know. Yep, no, no, but anyway, so Pat shows up. And then uh we start off with the uh men's rumble. Now uh, the men's rumble. Uh, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what the Royal Rumble is, it's it's uh, for many people the the biggest wrestling show, uh, big, biggest wrestling match of the year. Um, in more than one ways. One, it's, it has the most people. It's thirty people, one ring. Uh, Twenty nine people get eliminated when they get thrown over the top rope. Last man standing or woman in the women's match is the winner, and they compete against the champion at the upcoming WrestleMania. So. Royal Rumble starts off, and number one in the Royal Rumble, we have Gunther, better known as Walter. Now, Gunther put on a spectacle. 
Uh, number two, I can't even remember who number two was, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm not glad I don't. It was Seth Rollins. Never mind. I got it. Seth Rollins. Now, Seth Rollins is great. We all know he's great. He's been great for years. Gunther going out there and getting uh, the spotlight. Uh, he was one of the last two. And he came in at number one. Gunther broke the record. He's been in the Royal Rumble longer than any other man has in a traditional Royal Rumble ever. Um, before that, it was held. the record was held by Rey Mysterio at 62 minutes and 15 seconds, I believe it was. Gunther uh, hit like, I think it was like 70-something minutes. Never give him Ray respect. No one gives Ray respect. I mean, he he's a former champion. He's Ray Mysterio. He's the he's the giant killer or whatever. He's he's there. He's great. But um, no, Gunther. I'm just glad he's he's a younger guy. Uh, he was initially like on the chopping block when Vince McMahon was running things at you know at WWE, and everyone's just like, dude, give this guy a chance. He's like a phenomenal wrestler. He's a young up and comer. He was great in Europe. He wrestled all over. It's like this man's gonna be a star. Give him a chance. And Vince was like, I don't like him. And then Vince leaves. And Triple H is like, no, I get it, guys. Don't worry. And here we are. Um, I just wish they would change his name back to, you know, Walter. I miss uh, I miss calling him Walter. It was fun. But he did great. This is your first time ever seeing going through. How'd you, what do you think of him, Ray? I initially thought he looked like William Regal's son, you know. And uh, he's got the body type for it. Who's currently wrestling game. wrestling on NXT. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, th- I think he's, I mean, he's very tall. He's got a good presence about him. Um, and he has like this demeanor where it's like, you know, I love, I love wrestlers that have that demeanor where it's like, I never want to back down and I'll go up against any challenge. And you saw that throughout the Royal Rumble with the people he went up against. Um, like I said, I think, I think his ears are a little big. I think if you grow your hair out a little bit longer, it kind of helps you out. That's right. Um, I forget. You just start talking about people's appearance. We ain't got nothing else to say. So, what? um, <laughs> yeah. So Gunther is a, is an amazing wrestler. Um, he's, he's slimmed down. He used to be a lot bigger and he still has those devastating chops. You can see Cody Rhodes at the end of the rumble where it's just, just going crazy, but, um, no, Gunther killed it. Uh, I, I can't wait to see, uh, him in, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this fan is like at a top tier, like, you know, top of the card wrestler by next year. Um, hopefully at the very least, but, uh, great showing for Gunther. And let's see. So another person that did, uh, also have a great showing was Raquel Rodriguez in the women's Royal Rumble match. So this is later on in the night. So I'm going to be jumping around, but uh, Raquel Rodriguez, who at, she, she did such a great job where I know that they've been putting her up is very similar to Gunther where um, she used to be uh Reina Gonzalez back in the day. And then they were just like, nah, she's Raquel Gonzalez. And then they're like, we're putting her on, on SmackDown. We got to change your name. Let's call her Raquel Rodriguez. So I don't know what they're going to call her in a year's time. But she's a great wrestler, young up-and-comer, uh, big, strong, phenomenal wrestler. Uh, does a lot of Kevin Nash and Scott Hall-esque moves, because um, why not? And she was coming. She went out there in Eddie Guerrero gear last night, which is always fun to see. But um, she's a she's a woman a woman who I didn't even pe- uh, like think was like going to have a chance in the Rumble. Like, yes, she's an up-and-comer and everything, but I was like, there's no way they're going to give it to her. And it got to a point. Later in the show, I was like, they might actually do it. So that was cool for me. Where I was like, I might be wrong about something. They might give it to somebody else. And that would have been awesome if she won it. Um, but she had a great showing. I thought she did great. Uh, which, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is your first time seeing her, too. So what you, would you think of Raquel Rodriguez there? You know, it, it's, a, it's a weird combination when it comes to female wrestlers for me. Because, like I said, I grew up in, you know, that era where female wrestling was kind of just starting to kind of um, – 
get started and a lot of women weren't doing that so to see a whole royal rumble de like dedicated to them is just always awesome to see um and they get to see the awesome athleticism that kind of comes with them so like the mm -hmm. speed the power and just it just they just sell very very well um and that's the thing it's kind of weird for me though I, I like i saw her um there was another one uh i can't remember the name is uh small petite latino uh girl very very athletic uh um, like was it no it, was, it wasn't her it was uh, she did like a a double hurricane rana on uh on uh reina ripley ray ripley um ray ripley. uh the one from nxt yes okay you're talking about roxanne perez yes so it's like for me it's kind of weird to say like right at least i have an idea of some of the male wrestlers that go on the royal rumble but for me it it feels like almost like data overload when i'm looking at the female royal rumble because i don't know a lot of them so it's so much that's going on. That's why I liked watching NXT, or that's why I like when I do catch a Raw, I like to see the doubles matches or the singles matches that go on with women because you get to see that spotlight put on them. Um, but yeah, her and, um, you know, like just seeing her and like the other girls kind of come up, it was a really like great thing to see. But at the same time, because I already know Ripley and I know some of the other ones that kind of come out, my, my eye kind of goes to them because I already know them. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it was really nice to see something different. Yeah. Yeah, no, and uh, she she's great. She was a uh, you know former NXT champion, uh, women's champion, and everything. Raquel Rodriguez, and I mean she she's a great wrestler. She's a uh, I remember when she first started, she was like she she slimmed down a lot, very much. Like I said, it's very similar to Gunther. Like she used to be kind of big. She was like big and strong, and then it's like she slimmed down a lot, but she still has that strength. She's is it because great. of the is it because of what like the the popularity is amongst the the wrestlers do you think that ends up being a thing for wrestlers where it's like you're big and strong but then all the athletic types are the ones that are getting more of the the spotlight or they're the ones that can last maybe the longest in a match or their career or whatever it is and you kind well, of no transition? i think it's just i think it's just them just improving like um great example it's like look at the usos right now the usos are slimmed down compared to how they used to be it's just something mm -hmm. where it's like I, I think like the older they get, they they learn how to do diet a little bit better. They learn what workouts work best for their body type, and they kind of improve on that. Like you know, I'm sorry, I said the Usos, but the perfect example is The Rock. Yeah, like the way The Rock used to look when he was an actual professional wrestler compared to now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, over time he learned. I mean, granted, he has a bunch of people that helps him as well, but um, you know, over time you learn what diet works best for you. You learn what routines work best for your body type and everything, and you kind of go from there. So. A lot of these people, they they were great and everything. You know, they they might have been a little bit bigger or something, but then once they come to WWE, where they have, a, a you know, the performance center, and then you have all these doctors, and dietitians, and all this other stuff, that you're you're gonna get like top notch, you know, treatment. So you're gonna be your best. Gotcha. You know. But uh, let's see. So that's Raquel Rodriguez. And it's funny. I set this up like this slide. Once again, if anybody's checking this out on you know the 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 audio version. You know, go to YouTube because you can always see our visuals. I don't even know what's next on here, so it's kind of just a surprise for both of us. Um, so let's see. There we go. Let's talk about Asuka. Good lord. So, hey, Brock Lesnar guys in the background. I didn't even realize that. Um, but um, so Asuka, uh, who this is like my favorite moment uh, in, in the women's rumble. Asuka comes out. She's wearing like a mask, not like she normally does. It's like a bigger mask. She comes out, she's weird. Now, the fact that her face was so covered, I was like, they might actually be doing it. She might be wearing like the evil, like Kana mask. And I mean, the uh, face paint. They take it off, and it's revealed that she is. And man, people have been wanting to see this for some time now. Like, so Asuka, she never used to be called Asuka back in the day. She was Kana. And 
she was um there's like different variations of kana and stuff like that and this was like one of those things where it's like you, kana's wearing this paint like you're gonna get murdered like you don't mess with this version of kana and this is the first time she ever donned it in wwe and, and that includes nxt like she's never had this face paint she's had different variations of it but i mean seeing her come out like this like it popped the crowd it popped me and everybody was like oh my god she does it at the very end of the match she's one of the last three she she shoots the the you know the poison mist um lining Liv morgan it was just it was great man um i mean you i know you've seen oscar before and i don't know what you gotta say about her but one of the best women's wrestlers ever, i'm sorry one of the best wrestlers ever and uh she's always gonna deliver you know always yeah i always get her name wrong because there's a you in there so i always yeah. pronounce that you and i always call it's it Asuka. Asuka. yeah yeah you're saying um, sugar in spanish but yeah <laughs> that's that's really valid actually Asuka. Mm-hmm. um yeah uh no yeah I've seen her I've seen her wrestle a couple times she's definitely um puts on a great show she's definitely a great wrestler I always was taken back because initially what I would see from her when I did watch her matches is like a lot of green face paint or a lot of, like a lot of colored face face paint coming like from her eyes and everything like that no. um but like I said and that's without... later Asuka, too like before she had no face paint when she was in NXT and when she first came to WWE like just just her face yeah yeah no I'm looking at photos yeah. right now so I can oh, see yeah. kind of like the transition that's happened um. Yeah, I mean, like, it kind of definitely adds something more to her character, for sure. Like I said, like, without... it's These are the type of moments, like, when you watch the Royal Rumble, though, you kind of feel a little left out because you have some background related to her or her background and, and, and the face paint and things of that nature. So you kind of, like, you see it, and you're like, oh, shit. And I see it, I'm like, oh, cool, she got some face paint. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, I got you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, that's why, like, we were talking about, you know, like, one of the best things for me watching the Royal Rumble was, like, in between segments like you would have them do like a brief flashback about what the storyline is you know what i mean whether it's in the rumble or whether it's these side matches or whatever it is and as a person who's like i wouldn't call myself a fan but like a his like i don't even know what the a word is like fan. what's it called a lapsed fan yeah I I that, that's... every once in a while yeah so it's like for me that's a great opportunity to kind of just see the storyline and see where the you know beef or whatever like the issues are going on between them and kind of help bring you full circle because yeah like it was back in the day if you missed a raw then you were like completely lost on kind of like where it was going or like what it may be you know unless they go back and they give those brief clips um but yeah, yeah i but was i mean also back in the day it's like if you missed a raw you know that dx did the crocs uh you know cross chop and Vince McMahon got stuttered by austin and the rock said something about Tang pie and you were good that's really all that it used to be that's a good point. That's actually a very good point. <laughs> Poo Tang Pie. My dad used to say that all the time to his children. Mm-hmm. Like that's how he like he would curse us out. Great parents. I don't know um, how that works in the curse, but okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you like you like if you piss them off, like you want some Poo Tang Pie, and I'm like, no, I don't, because that's, that's all the not rock how it did. works. That's not I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just he's using it in the wrong context. <laughs> that's Latinos. Oh, <laughs> um, I guess so. But like I said, it was it was it was cool to see this face paint. Like I always think it's cool to see like the different personalities or the different um I wouldn't call them demons, so to speak, but like the mm-hmm. just a, like how much face paint can just change an entire vibe of a character. I think that's always mm-hmm. been fascinating about WWE. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's something that's been around for forever. Think about uh think about Sting. Yeah, I was gonna say Sting. Yeah, you have Surfer Sting, which is like, hey, he's cool, he's got the blonde hair, everyone's like, Oh, this dude's awesome. And then you get Crow Sting. I was like, Whoa, hang on. This, mm-hmm. this is some crazy stuff, you know? So it's like you have that, you know, Finn Balor, you know, back when he was Prince Devitt as well, he would do it. And then you have um, uh, Jushin Thunder Liger with, you know, with like his different versions and stuff. So it's like it's it's a thing that's 
you know, it's in, in the roots of wrestling. So it's always great to see. I always like seeing they, they do that. Uh, wrestling fans are suckers for face paint, really. How does all it? Right, so how does it not up, go away? If they're sweating, how does it not just start dripping all over? The it place? depends. Sometimes it does. Like Sting, man. By the time Sting's done it with a match now, like oh, he just got a little bit of paint around his eyes and nose. That's it. Uh, but let's go to the end of the men's Rumble match. Uh, so looking at this image here, it's the traditional. Hey, you won the Rumble. You're supposed to point at the sign. And here we have pointing at the sign, one American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. The given he was gonna win. But um, it's great to see uh, at the end of the day, seeing Cody win the Rumble is one of those moments where it's just like, you really do feel like it's come full circle. Uh, no matter how you feel about the whole him leaving AEW, going to WWE, it's, some people are still sore about that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just like, hey, he saw an opportunity. He went back. And as you can see, it's working out very nicely for him. So, you know, more power to him. Um, he, had a, he had a great performance. He was number 30. Um, I, I mean, and then he had a decent amount of time in there with Gunther, who was legit just going after his, uh, you know, surgically repaired pectoral muscle. Um, and, you know, Cody went out there and he, you know, Cody's going to Cody. He's going to put out a great performance and the man wins the Rumble and he's going to the main event at WrestleMania. Cody's going to Cody. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll say this much, right? Like watching. Watching the wrestling, there's a couple, there's a couple wrestlers that I don't know why, but I just kind of gravitate to towards, right? That I just like their style or the what they they how they present themselves or even just the way they put on a show. Um, mm. I would say that my th- if I had to put three that I really like right now, it would be Seth Rollins, it would be Ricochet, and it would be uh Cody. And I think it's mm. they're, they're all for completely different reasons, right? Like I like mm. the uh, the the flamboyant nature that Seth Rollins has and like his his little personality and like energetic vibes that he puts out. Mm-hmm. Um, Ricochet just puts on a show with his his athleticism that I kind of like mm-hmm. to see. Um, and then when I see Cody, it just brings so many levels of nostalgia back for me. It's the weirdest thing in the world, right? Like, this guy's rocking red, white, and blue. Everything is like super, super bright, super, super 90s, at least the way the look is. He ro- rocks this big jacket that has his logo on his back. Uh, he rocks his uh, his big belt. And honestly, I thought he was going to start beating the shit out of people with the belt. Nope, he just took it, threw it out to the crowd and like, for you, this might be like an every week type of thing, but for yeah. me, like to see this, it like instantly brought me back to like my Bret Hart days, you know, like shout mm. out to Bret Hart. Um, and like looking at Bret Hart and he'd put the sunglasses on a kid, and I always wanted that kid, you know, I always wanted to be that kid. I always wanted that kid. And um, and then I look at this and I'm like, I look at the belt and I'm like, yo, that's so awesome. But then I think of PTSD and I think about getting my ass beat with belts, and I don't know if I'd want to keep the belt, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. But, but like that is the cool vibe that I get from him. And then even the nostalgia that he brings with the moves that he does and everything like that. Like there's so much about Cody that I actually just really enjoy watching. And I always yeah. was a gold dust fan. Like I just, oh, yeah. I liked watching gold dust. I love the flamboyant nature. I love the show he put on. Like it was just always awesome to me. So like, I just, I guess I have a love for this family. Oh yeah. I mean, the, the Rhodes family is great. And uh, Cody in particular, it's just, I mean, I, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to see like any old dusty road stuff and, when you talk about charisma, I mean, Dusty Rhodes is by far like one of the one of the most charismatic wrestlers ever. Like one of the most charismatic people to live. Like mm-hmm. Dusty Rhodes is just like filled with charisma. When you have Goldust, he took it in a completely different direction. And it's like if you've ever seen the natural uh, Dustin Rhodes back when he was in WCW, and then see him transition from that into Goldust, it's just like that's 
how did he be that like how did he become this character because that was not him at mm-hmm. all and he did it so well you know and then you had different versions of it and then cody if you're looking at just cody's wwe run before like AEW and before the indies was just like literally it's just like hey i'm cody rhodes just some guy and then he went and turned into dashing cody rhodes uh and then he turned into dashing cody rhodes with the thing because he broke his his nose and so he wasn't dashing anymore then it was mustache cody rhodes where people would chant for cody's mustache and then you had stardust and there was like so many variations of cody that it was like it was always kind of just like he was he did them all well but at the same time it was just like he didn't know who he was and he Mm -hmm. said it himself he's like i went through so many characters i don't know i was like they were just like here do this and then he did it. And then afterward, he got released by WWE. And it's kind of just like, you know what? I'm going to do the thing. And then there was the infamous Cody list at where he came out with at that time, where he was just like, he wrote a list. He's like, I'm going to become Ring of Honor champion. I'm going to go wrestle in the in the Tokyo Dome in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm going to do this. And like all these different promotions, he made a list, posted online. And the man did everything. And then he, on top of that, he created All In with the Young Bucks. On top of that, he was one of the founders of AEW, all these other things. And then he comes back to what he calls home, WWE, and now he's won the Rumble. And there was a press conference afterward where he was talking about last time he was in a similar spotlight was when Randy won. And he was part of a, a faction with Randy Orton. And he kept thinking, I was like, man, this is great. I can't wait for when it's my turn next year. It took 10 years or over 10 years for Cody to get to that spot, wow. but he got it. And he's just like, you know, he feels like he wasn't ready then, but he's ready now. Like he's developed the American nightmare character and he has, he's earned it now. Like he went through it and he like fought it and like, he's there now he's at that top tier level. Like you, you look at Cody and you see, like he could do a press conference. He could be the face of the company. Like that's how good he is. How, how I want to ask that question as a, as a labs fan, right? Like when you look at, like when I look at Cody being a Labs fan, right? Like I saw the Stardust days, and then I see what he became to like what he's become now, right? How is it in the life of a wrestler to have to wait ten years for your moment, or have to wait ten years for you to finally get that shine that you feel like you've always been putting in, right? I mean, like it's almost like I mean, if you look at like a career in an office, right? Like okay, you come in, you know your shit, you're you're young, you got all this energy, and you think you can be the manager, but then it ends up taking like ten years for you to actually be the manager, so. How is it for a wrestler, though? Because it's not like it's not like you just come in and you, you know, you're like, I'm waiting for my moment next year. And then you have to wait 10 years and you but you still see all these other wrestlers get their their moment, their shine when you feel like you probably have just as much to offer, if not more. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I can tell you, yeah, I think it's different for, for every person. You have some people who not to come off insulting, but you have like Randy Orton. He went in the company and like here. We have everything here for you, sir. Here you go. But he's a great wrestler. He's a mm-hmm. great talker, and he's earned that. But it's like they were kind of just like they put a rocket on him from the beginning, and then they shot him off to the moon. And he just he was it was kind of sink or swim for him. And he like he didn't just swim; he flew. Like he he did great. Like Randy Orton did awesome. Cody, I, he was in a similar situation, and he kind of didn't do it. So they're like, here's another character. Here's another character. Here's another character. And it was kind of just like, hey, you got to earn your spot. And then in the end, it was like. You didn't get it, kid. There you go. Go try out on the indies. Do something with yourself there. Uh, Drew McIntyre is another one. Drew McIntyre was chosen, uh, you know, by Vince McMahon. He was literally called the chosen one. And he didn't do nothing. And they fired him. It was like, hey, 
develop a character on the indies, come back. He killed it on the indies. And look at Drew McIntyre now. You know, former two-time world champion. He won the Rumble. He was the guy who eliminated Lesnar a couple years ago. Like, So it's like some people, they need that. They need that time to get better. I was once listening to the New Day podcast, and they were saying something about, like, a lot of times the wrestlers, they don't hit their prime until they're at, like, in their, like, mid-40s sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's like it takes a minute for you to get there. Like, you, you know, you're, you're, you're like 30-something, you know, whatever. You're still almost at a rookie at that point. So it's like you're still developing. You're still not at where you need to be. Um, but sometimes it takes time. Like Ricochet is a great example. Like he's a great wrestler. He's athletic. He's awesome. He's fun to watch. He does stuff he doesn't need to do. So it's kind of just like Ricochet right now is great. But it's like look at Rey Mysterio. Like Rey Mysterio when he was real young, high flyer, like the best high flyer whatever. Then Rey Mysterio as he got older, he's smarter. You work smarter. It's like. You don't need to do a million things and risk your life and risk your opponent's life. You could kind of just feel the crowd, do what you got to do, hit the spots at the right time, and you're going to put yeah. on just a, just as good a performance, if not better. That's very true. So, so it's it's kind of like you need that time to develop. Um, but then you how, have people like Randy Orton, who just they're just good right off the bat. How hard is it, would you say, for a wrestler to to let go of a persona that they've they've taken time to develop? Like for example, in Cody Rhodes' uh, situation, or like. How hard is it for someone who's like, you know, maybe you're building that Stardust character or whatever, maybe, and then you get fired and then you have to pivot rather than try to hold on to that character. Like, for example, like I've seen I've seen sometimes where you look at like, let's for example, let's say the hurricane hurricane is who he was in WWE. He got let go. And then you see him what you see him now and he's still the hurricane. So he never really pivoted to change up his persona. Oh, he Um, did. He used to be Sugar Shane Helms. Then he became the hurricane. All right. So you're speaking, you know, you're speaking gibberish to me. What, I, what I'm trying to get at is, is it really hard for wrestlers to to have to start over a reboot, so to speak, after they get let go? It depends on the wrestler. As far as I mean, Cody hated Stardust when he when he didn't have to be Stardust. He's like awesome. Like, you know, so it's like uh, Cody never had a character that was like the His? character uh, until now. You know, like um, some people are like that. So, I mean. Sometimes you do a transition and it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Like the New Day, a great example. Like they're kind of just like three guys. Like Kofi Kingston was just like, hey, he's the white meat baby face that everybody likes. Yeah, that's cool. Xavier Woods was like, he was like our truth's friend. Then he was like Big E's friend. And he was like Kofi's friend. So it's kind of just like, hey, he's this guy here. But we think he might like video games. I don't know. And then Big E is just like big, strong man who they don't really put in front of TV anymore. And they're like, they all kind of suck. They was like, Hey, let's do this thing called the new day. We have an idea. And it, I mean, you could listen to how the new day form. It's a whole thing, but that transition was good. And look where they're at now. They're still the new day, mm-hmm. you know, and you have other people like they just like Bray Wyatt. When he first started, he was Husky Harris. Man, it was just called Husky Harris. Like who cared about him? Wow. You know, he was just some dude, like a, a an afterthought in like the, the bad version of Nexus. Then he got released, uh, not released, but he got pushed back down to, to, you know, developmental. And then he created Bray Wyatt. So it's like, sometimes you need that. Sometimes you do. And sometimes people have a great character and they feel like they lost it. And then they find their way back to it somehow. So I don't know. It, it, it's really a, a case by case situation. It depends on the wrestler. You can't. That's really... what I'm saying. Though. Like you're, you're so ingrained as a, as a different type of fan where like you see their history as it, as it progresses, right? Like, as a as a laps fan or as a fan that I am like still in that childish men, that childlike mentality, like I just see them as a brand new character. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I don't look at the history related to them. I just see them as a brand new character. Like almost like um, uh, 
like JBL and how the transitions he went through, right? Like I just, I remember from APA, like I remember seeing him in different stages of his career rather than seeing him transition, you know, if that yeah. makes sense. I, I, I got homework for you. When you get a chance, I want you to look up John Layfield before APA. Okay. See, you're going you're gonna to laugh because he, he did wrestle before APA, you know. Oh, but, yeah, um, I know. You, you tell me. Yeah. But uh, let's move on to the next one. It's a lot of Cody. Um, let's go to the Mountain Dew pitch black match. Mountain Dew. Um, so we're, we're, we're just talking about um, we're just talking about uh, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, has been for years, and this man is willing to try everything, whether it works or doesn't work. And last night was an example of that. A lot of people online really hated that match, the pitch black match. A few people were like, this is a really cool idea. I like them trying it. And I agree. I like them for trying it. Did I like the match? No, I didn't. But I, hey, you tried something. Props. This might lead to something better. You know? Um, like Undertaker's last match uh, against AJ Styles was great. It was a cinematic match. Yeah. They tried doing a few of those beforehand. That sucked. But that got them to the good one. So this is a similar situation. This wasn't that great, but it's going to only help them innovate and do better. Maybe he wants some so. do. It made me want some Mountain Dew. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe that's what they were going for. Um, other than that, the the match seemed like a kind of like a blur. I mean, like at first I was like, okay, it's pretty cool, but then after after watching it on like for a long enough time, you almost start getting like your eyes get some fatigue related to it. Uh, mainly because like the the bright, like the glow in the dark stuff, and even that man's uh whole outfit was kind of glow in the dark, and then they did the game where they kind of yeah. crashed on the table and everything kind of like went everywhere. Um but yeah, I mean, like, I guess if they were trying to sell some Mountain Dew, I think they got him. It's funny at the press conference afterward, uh, when Cody it was his turn to talk, he was like, first thing I do because they had like Mountain Dews there, he's like, I need to try this. And he directly he's like, I'm gonna be <laughs> honest with you guys, it's outstanding. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, yeah. So uh, I mean, the match was it was what it was. I like the nods to all the you know the different histories of Bray Wyatt and. The, the the Firefly Funhouse uh, characters, and then uh, Uncle Howdy doing the elbow off of the structure onto nothing, but we were led to believe that he landed on L.A. night, um, and then you know it kind of it kind of ended. So it was what it was. I mean, I want to see more about Bray. I want to see more about you know the Uncle Howdy. What's going to happen with all that? Is Uncle Howdy Bo Dallas? Um, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, but uh, I really don't have much to say. Do you, do you have anything else to add to this? I'm a, I'm an anchor in my in my uh my hopes that Uncle Howdy is uh is mankind, is Mick Foley, and he still survived after the crash. I don't think it is him, but you know, I think that'd be hilarious. And I think for his sake, I hope good. it's not. Yeah, but, for, um, for for Foley, I hope it's not. I think I, the one thing I think I will say is like the way Bray Wyatt's character is like I I, I love for what like from like a Laps fan's perspective like I love the feeling of it because it does give you those like transitions in the vibe of how an event goes like the way you would watch with the undertaker right like sometimes the undertaker had the belt sometimes he didn't but whenever he came out he put on a show and he transcended the belt exactly 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 and that's what i liked watching about it like i didn't give a fuck about the mountain dew and all this type of stuff but like seeing a character like that and I, i wouldn't put these characters in the same category but like seeing a character like bray the undertaker gold dust like it changes your perspective on just wrestling in general when when the match shifts into their favor and the the mm-hmm. type of match that it is, if that makes sense. So like, here you are watching a whole like yeah. No, go ahead. 
No, no, no. It's like here you are watching a Royal Rumble and you're watching all these superstars go out in the Royal Rumble. And then here we go. Boom. Shift the shift it to pitch black match where the entire vibe changes. So it always yeah. keeps you interested in the show just on different levels. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, those three people you mentioned, Bray, Goldust and Undertaker, they're the perfect example of when people say wrestling can be anything. Like it really can. Like, and they're prime examples of that, along with many other people in the past. Yeah. And I mean, you talking about Goldust, like it, it made me realize, like, you know, like, man, like how hard of a job is that to do? Like to transition oh, yeah. into that character and then not only transition to that character, but keep that character relevant for well over a decade. Like mm-hmm. most men, and especially in the 90s, most men would not have wanted to play that character. So oh, no, that transition. Yeah. That was like, he talked about a lot of times. There's a lot where he was just like, you know, he and Dusty had a falling out. Like Dusty stopped speaking to him because of the Goldust character. And really? then eventually he came that. around on it. Yeah, he came around on it. Well, because of the uh, because of the character and because he left WCW at the time and Dusty was Booker at WCW. So it's like he left his dad to become the next Dusty Rhodes to hey, I'm going to your competition and now I'm this thing called Goldust. So like, what's Goldust? Like, watch on Monday, you'll see. You know, so it's like gosh, you know. But uh, let's see what we got next here. The winner of the women's Boy Rumble match, Rhea Ripley. You go ahead. I mean, I, I, I like Rhea. Rhea I, like, she does this. I, I always like I, my initial reaction to Rhea Ripley is is always the negative one you gave me. Because I was like, yeah, look at that stomp. First time I ever saw her. I was like, that stomp looked up. I'd be like, that's the dumbest st- stomp. I've she ever literally seen stomps her foot. Yeah, I know. Um, I guess, she's been doing it for years. It works. Apparently, I mean, like, you know, what's funny is like, I, I guess I'm not a big fan of the transition that's going on with her now. Like, I feel like maybe it's too much. Um, but like, because I feel like it's almost China esque at that point. But like, I like the way that oh, the, because the, of, like the Judgment Day gear. Yeah, like the gear. Like, it's just the gear. Like, I, I liked her a little bit more the last time I saw her, I guess, before all the Judgment uh, Judgment Day stuff. And I felt like it was she was like her own character. Um, not that she's not her own character now. It just feels very China esque. um but i mean i i was was like watching her i mean she's she's athletic she puts on a good show um yeah i mean i just and you know just i just like her character so and she's not one she's young um basically you saw raquel rodriguez this year and go through this year that was ray ripley last year and like the year before and look where she's at now so it's like that's why you see like it works like uh you know at, at times the whole transition into like you're getting there you're getting better in the judgment day she is by far the most popular character it's like her dominic mysterio which i can't believe i'm saying and then it's like finn balor and, and damian priest so like kind of they go back and forth but yeah man it's um she's she was she's made for this like um when she first showed up i want to say it was the first uh the, like the may young classic like the women's tournament years ago and she was just this young blonde girl was like oh she looks a lot like charlotte and she almost didn't get the job because she looked a lot like Charlotte. Like we already have one. And then she was just like, well, I'm going to be myself a little bit. And that's where you started to see the Ray Ripley character show up. And then she kind of did her own thing. And uh, I mean, you see where she's at now. So yeah, but she was like on the verge of like, not, you know, having a job in WWE to like, look at her. Would you say this is, would you say this, this dark vibe, the tattoos, the, the piercings all this is her actual personality and she just kind of lets yeah. it flow through her character yeah 100 yeah that's all yeah, i feel like when I you mean, get that uh natural feeling in a character that's what you can kind of relate to more right and that's what the crowd kind of wants to see that 
you always want to see like these overly flamboyant characters, but sometimes those down to earth characters that can resonate with you, they're the ones that you kind of gravitate towards. Yeah. That and like nowadays with WWE, it's not like before. Like you have social media, they're doing interviews, they're doing documentaries. You see them outside of wrestling. And you could see, which is like, you know, like for example, Kofi Kingston, he's like, hey, he's still Kofi Kingston. He's a fun loving guy, but it's like you see him like as a dad, like taking care of his kids. And then you see Rhea Ripley, like outside of this, she's like, oh, she's still like dressing like in that thing. She still like is, has that vibe. She still has that's her style. It's just like, like uh, many people said, like she's one of those people where it's like your character is you just turned up to 11. Yeah. So that's and really I, what it is. It's funny that you say that because, like, I'll say this much, right? I think the last time, the real last time I watched wrestling was probably last year's Royal Rumble, right? If, if, and like, correct me if I'm wrong, because if not, it might be two years. Oh, it should have been the Rumble. It should have been WrestleMania. I mean, uh, WrestleMania was it? Yeah. Was that the WrestleMania where Dominic and Ray did the did the tag team against Logan Paul? Yeah, and Miz. Yeah, so that was the last time, like, I taught I saw Dom, like Dominic, and like to A see lot the has yo to <laughs> see the transition from that. To, to what I saw yesterday, not only in his not only his wrestling ability, because I feel like his wrestling ability has also been like elevated, but like like just the way his persona was, the way he he's sells a great a heel. More. He like yeah, no, he does. Is, yeah, he's like he's hated, like hated, and it, it's not like Baron Corbin like go away. He it's just like no, we just we want to see him get beat up, which is great because mm-hmm. you want to see him. So that's the thing, and he plays it so well because he does like the whole like. He's like the whiny little like, oh, I'm just like in Judgment Day. It's like you have all these great wrestlers and then there's Dominic Mysterio. And he's the one who's like, he talks the most. He's the one that quote unquote got arrested. So he's like, I'm the hard guy. I'm going to get a teardrop tattoo. (laughs) It's just like, oh God, like I hate this kid. But he plays it so, so well. It's, I mean, I can't wait to see what Dominic does in the future. Yeah, no, he made me want to watch it more. Like we were watching it with uh with with Jazz, and she was like, she kept calling back to to the moves he would do related to Eddie or Ray and pounding yeah. on his chest and all this type of stuff. And like she was getting a little bothered so that he's doing it. Yeah, and that's, and, that's and, why he's. And, that's I, and I thought that was wants. hilarious. She's like, yeah, she's man. actually getting mad, and I'm over here like, I'm loving it. Like to me, yeah. I'm like, yo, I I want to see more of this kid. And yeah, like man. the funny thing is like, it's weird to say, but I remember my thoughts at the Royal Rumble. I mean the WrestleMania, and I was just like. I'm like, yeah, but he's small. He's got to put on some weight. Like, he just seems like he's not doing so. And then you see the transition. Yeah, he was like, just raised son at that point. It was yes. like, yeah, just raised wrestles with his kid. I'm like, okay, I guess. Yeah. And like, and that's the thing. Like, watching him now, I'm like, wow, like, man, so much can change in a in a in a character's transition from a year. You know what I mean? And oh, like, yeah. like going back to Rhea Ripley, like uh, to Ripley, like it's the same thing. Like, you just see the transition that's going on. So it's like, but they're characters that I gravitate to. I don't really care about mm-hmm. the judgment day vibe or anything like that. But just them is something yeah. I gravitate towards. So when when I find out like if Dominic becomes like he's going on that that uh that trail to try and be champ one day, like I I want to mm-hmm. be I want to see if I could see the the crazy levels of transition that's happening. Oh yeah, be dope. I can't wait. And and Rhea Ripley, like Rhea Ripley, she's one of those people where it's just like seeing her going to WrestleMania because of winning the Rumble. I would be surprised if she doesn't win like the championship at me. Has she ever won it before? Uh, not a not a Raw or SmackDown title. She's been NXT champion, but she's never held the Raw or SmackDown NXT and NXT UK actually. But um, the women's on Raw and SmackDown, she has yet to win. Uh, she's might have I don't she might have competed for them just a handful of times though. Like she's it's like they're saving it, and that's like she's one of those people where it's like you see it's like they they they're saving a big moment, and now she's gonna compete for the title at Mania. This is this is her moment. Yeah. Um, like you know how WrestleMania is like the two night event. If it was me, I don't know which night you do it. 
you have to do the main event of one of them has to be Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley and have Ripley win the title. And then you start the feud. That's like people like to talk about, oh, like, oh, some of the greatest women's feuds you have, like, more recently is like Sasha and Charlotte or uh, Trish and Lita. This Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley is one of those. They just need to start it. And that's the even thing. their like personalities of the characters they pre- present are pretty like almost polar opposites also. So yeah, that, that's pretty. And they and they're coming up together. Like, and that's the thing in NXT, Rhea Ripley was given the world. She was everything. Bianca Belair never held the title in NXT. You go over to they get bumped up to Raw and SmackDown, reversed. Bianca Belair is given the world. And Rhea Ripley is just kind of like she has these different characters. She's getting close. She's had tag team titles here and there, but she's never won like the big one. And now it's like she's getting there. It's like just have them both on par at the same time. That that is a main event. That is a WrestleMania main event. So Sounds I can't good. wait to see it. Uh, and one quick thing I want to mention: Rey Mysterio didn't go out during the Royal Rumble. So Rey Mysterio had a match on Friday Night SmackDown the day before. Uh, he, there was a minor injury, so they had to write it into the storyline somehow. What did we do? And that's the idea they came up with. Uh, Dominic comes out afterward, he wears Raymond's mask, and that alludes to the fact that Dominic attacked Rey Mysterio and did not allow him to get into the Royal Rumble match. So we have that. What's up? He came out wearing it, and then he ripped it. Didn't yeah. appreciate that. And then we have the last match of the night, the main event, where Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. And uh, good match. Uh, two great wrestlers. They went out there, had a good match. Uh, one of my favorite things is always just seeing what Paul Heyman is doing, seeing what face he's making. I just love Paul Heyman. Uh, Paul for Heyman. those of you, for those of you that are, are listening to the podcast and not and not watching it, Dan put an amazing like three segment picture here. Oh, I didn't put where, this together. I just found this online. I know. I'm just saying he just put it up there where it's like you got Sam, you got Sammy's just He just knocked out. It looks like a homeless man who's got his ass beaten. Someone threw some flowers on him in the last photo. I I, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So. Anybody who's been following wrestling, the storyline is Roman Reigns has been champion for over two years. He has this group called the Bloodline. Sami Zayn was allowed to be uh, added into the Bloodline. He's called the Honorary Us, the Honorary Uso, uh, sometimes referred to as Sami Uso. And uh, there's been this whole storyline, Roman's feuding with Kevin Owens, former best friend slash mortal enemy of Sami Zayn. Uh, and, you know, they went out there. Uh, Roman Reigns wins. He attacks uh, Kevin Owens. They handcuff him, which is a great nod to the last time they wrestled. And they're just beating down on Kevin Owens over and over again. Sami Zayn says, please stop. That's enough. This is beneath you. Roman's like, all right, I'm going to stop. You do it. Hands him the chair. And then Roman, which is funny because you think Roman would have learned the lesson the last time somebody had a chair and was standing behind him. (laughs) You know, you would have thought. That's a callback to years ago with the Shield. It was... uh, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, they're all in there. Seth Rollins is behind the both of them holding a, a chair. Next thing you know, it hits Roman right in the back, and he was betrayed. And it happened again. Roman hasn't learned his lesson. So we have that. The Usos are heartbroken. Jay Uso walks away in an Oscar-winning performance uh, crying uh, to the fact that the man that he hated, the man that he did not trust, and then eventually considered a brother and the bloodline, had betrayed them. So Uso, Jay Uso walks away crying in tears, feeling betrayed. Everybody else attacks Sami Zayn. They leave him there covered in the the broken pieces of lay, like Rudy was talking about with the flowers. And uh, Sami Zayn is not in the bloodline anymore. And uh, he and Kevin Owens were left laying there to end the show. 
Uh, great ending. Great ending. Great storytelling uh, for this match. Um, yeah. As I much mean, as like, I, I... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going, Dan. I was going to say, as much as I like seeing Cody win the Rumble, if there's one person I have to pick to dethrone Roman Reigns as champion, my God, I want it to be Sami Zayn. Like, I really want it to be Sami Zayn. Um, they're not going to go down that route. I could see them doing, hey, Usos tag team match against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That's probably where we're going to go. But which uh, is cool, you know. But uh, just give Sami the big one. You know, he's this man's the top draw in wrestling right now. He's the most talked about person. He's the most liked character. Just give him a shot, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, my history, like, the, like, being like you talked about, like, a Laps fan, like, I remember him in, in the NXT days. That was kind of, like, my first introduction to him on a lot of, like, giving him back into the scene. And, yeah. um, and he was one of the characters that kind of got brought out. And I was like, something about him when I was watching, I was like, he just kind of gravitated towards him. Like, his song was dope. The way he performed was awesome. Like, and so when I saw, like, I would see, it's so funny, because, like, be on TikTok or whatever, like, they'll show clips of things that are going on. So you see clips of Sami Zayn with the Usos and how he is. And it's like, man, like even now, like, he, like his whole persona's changed, his beard, his hair, everything at that point. And then he, he's still got this, this something about him, like this vibe about him that just kind of gravitate towards him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, so, I mean, what happened? I, I was going to say, that's one thing I would, I would. So Sami has it, though. Like he's the one ca- person who's like, this is still the same Sami Zayn from NXT. He's, he was always just like, He's just this weird, annoying guy that's there. <laughs> like, that's his character, and he stayed that. There's different variations of that, but he's still very much just like, even when you look at the the bloodlines, like, all these guys, they're all cool. They're all doing the stuff, and Sami Zayn's is doing his dancing. Like, they're all cool and stoic and just standing still, and Sami Zayn's the one guy just like, yeah, I'm in the bloodline, just putting his hands up, saying my dog all the time, <laughs> saying things are or are not Usi. Like, he made Usi a thing, and people chant the word Usi because of Sami wow. Zayn. Like, He's just the weird dude that just you can't help but like him or hate him when he's a heel, but just great. So you don't you don't expect him to get a push though, is what you're saying though. That's the weird thing. We're in Triple H's day to be, right? We still don't know what that means. Um maybe. If it was Vince McMahon's day to be, then Vince would like build up Sammy all the way to this point and then just take him off of TV. Be like, oh the fans wanted this, I'm taking it away. Like that's the Vince McMahon method of things. Um, but this is Triple H, so is he going to give the fans what they want? Maybe it's possible, but the fans really want Cody too. Do you feel like you think? Uh, like I said, there's a lot of drama that's going on behind the scenes of WWE in, in general. But like, do you think that Triple H sees this as a great opportunity to try and push certain characters and and try to build certain storylines? So like, whether or not he knew Vince was coming back or not, like it's kind of a way for him to kind of give people that push that he feels is deserving or that people that's have put it, that's in that 100%. Time. Yeah, that's what he's been doing. Um Gunther, Raquel Rodriguez, Ricochet. These are all people that were doing absolutely nothing. Like literally they maybe they'd show up on TV to lose, maybe. Like that's all they were doing. Um now Triple H takes over and those are three very prominent wrestlers. Um the Sami Zayn thing, Sami Zayn thing was already kind of like starting to build under Vince a little bit. But Triple H like nudged it forward. It's like, now let's really go into this, and they did it. So now Triple H has been doing that since day one. He's taken characters that the fans like, and he knows that the fans have a reason to like them. And he's pushing them. So yeah, no, he's already doing that. 
Seems good. Yeah. But um, that's that's all I got for the Rumble. Um, so, I mean, we saw it. Uh, overall, I feel like it could have been better. Um, I'd still very much like the Rumble. I like the spectacle of it all. Um, there weren't too many surprises in terms of, like, entrance this year, um, which I'm okay with. Uh, I didn't need that. Like, one big surprise was Lesnar getting eliminated as quickly as he did. Pretty excited to see that. But, um, no, overall, I thought it was a – like, if I was ranking the show, like, out of five, like, it's a three. It's a three out of five. It's, you know, middle of the line. That's why watching it with you is so so difficult sometimes. Like it's enjoyable. Like don't get me wrong, because I get to see the, I get to hear the commentary. But like, it's yeah, it's like those moments where I'm just like I'm over here. I'm like oh oh shit, look at he's back in there. Oh, he did the spin really okay okay he's gone. Yeah, like, and then but I hear you in the back like yeah he had his moment. It's time to go. I mean, what, what else was he there for? No no it's it's fine. It's between that and then you just hear hearing your mom. Like I couldn't hear your mom. Your mom was yeah. with you watching the show. But like yeah. all I hear out of you is just like he's old. He's old. Leave him alone. They're not sleeping. And I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, I guess when you look at it from a different perspective, like I at least have that that knowledge to me where I'm just like, yeah, get it. Let him get a break. Let him sit in the corner. Yeah, like get some breath. And like, yeah. man, man. But um, yeah, no, like I said, like I'll I always like watching the 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 big shows. So, like I know now that I know the WrestleMania is in April, I'll definitely be paying attention around the April time to pay attention to that. Yeah, so. That's the next big one. Yeah. No, yeah. this is the big four. You know, it's Rumble, Mania, Rumble Slam, Slam, and Survivor, Survivor Series. Series. Yep. That's the big four. We taught you something, world. The world already knew. But <laughs> so that's uh, that's a recap of the Royal Rumble. I know it went longer than I wanted, but uh expected. Uh, but, yeah, so it was the Royal Rumble. I'm going to give it a three out of five. Uh, I had some great moments, and I had some okay moments, and very predictable <laughs> overall. But, I mean, hey, it was enjoyable. You know, it, it was what it was. But uh, we do have that. And uh, Rudy, you wanted to talk about, uh, let's see, jump back to us real quick. You wanted to talk about the uh, Fantasy League real quick, right? I'm going to talk about mothers. You want to talk about mothers. Um, I don't know yeah, if that's a know, reference to. <laughs> white chicks. White chicks before they did the breakdance fighting. Mm. It's okay. Um, yeah, I clearly don't remember. <laughs> it, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, you got it pulled up? There it is. So yeah, so like so I've so I've recently, you know, not to not to you know showboat or anything. I won my fantasy league, so I am the champ in this year's not NFL of fantasy. The LWGFEGL. No, no, out. not of the 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 the, no. the F. I mean the LWGFEGL. There you go. Maybe that will right there. Read that in the bottom. The most guys fantasy video game league season three. Also, also LWG Fugle. Um, mm-hmm. I won my football fantasy, and as a result, I'm trying to keep this going. I'm trying to keep this streak alive, as as, mm-hmm. as they will say. So, mm-hmm. you know, Dan invited me to the, uh, you know, the the video game fantasy league, also known as the Los Wise Guys Fantasy Video Game League season three. Um, and you know, I'm mm-hmm. trying, I'm staying on it. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pay attention. I'm paying attention to the news. I mean, you're currently in second place. I know, but see, second ain't first, I mean, and if you're not first, you're last. You I know got right? you. Let's just compare scores real quick. So let's look at it right here. Let's just zoom so, in. Let's just zoom so in. Let's the world. So first, place we're getting real close. Me at thirty-two point two points. Then yep. second place, we have you with one. Hey, so it's solid. Hey, it's solid. one. And I wanted fucking forsaken to bomb like Hiroshima, and it's not. And the, there's not enough people out there like it. I've never seen a game so split out there and it's it's bothersome and then i find out huh 
There's somebody that likes it. I didn't even know. If for it to be at least teetering on a seventy, there's like it's not considered a bad game. You start hitting that that sixty range, and the people that are just like don't do this. But there are people out there that actually are enjoying Forsaken, um, and they're keeping they're keeping Eslam alive. Yeah. And it's and then I find out he can. Well, do Eslam's got the minus one, for, you know, for now at least. I see that shit. So sometimes it goes to minus point zero point nine, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, like. Let's uh, let some negative news come out about like the developers of this game. Let this shit drop. Um, yeah. No, but it's I've been I've been staying on it. Um, I do find it very entertaining. Uh, I'll, I'm just looking at the budgets right now. Like, OK, so I got like a dollar more than you on the budget. Mm-hmm. So we're both mm-hmm. making moves. So if you want to pull up the, the league history, I was just about to do that. Let's on. see. Let's see what just happened. Let's because, you know, it's Sunday morning, which means some moves were made. So let's see. Broken Broom Handle Media successfully picked up Homeworld 3. The bit of seven dollars. Seven dollars. Also picked up successfully. Wrestle Quest. The bit of one dollar. And seafood Mickey G's dropped the day before. Good call, because man, I was ready to counterpick. Oh my gosh, I felt it. <laughs> let me let let's let's talk about this for a second. First of all, the day before, the day before has beautiful graphics. It's set in a post-apocalyptic world. It's almost a combination of the division and um like the, the last, last of us. Like that's that's the goal of the game. And mm-hmm. it is being it is beautifully, beautifully shown. Now, this game was set to drop, I think, in less than a month. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Let me pick it up. It looks really good. If it's almost mm-hmm. done, mm-hmm. there's so much hype around the game. There's not like a lot, a lot of hype, but there's enough to keep it in people's radar, right? And then they just fucking dropped the bomb that this shit got pushed all the way to November. And they said that the reason that it got pushed was because of trademark issues with the name and some other type of shit and red, like red flags and red alerts are going off in my head. And I'm like, I've got to get rid of this because it's going to get counterpicked and I'm going to get fucked. There's a good chance if it got pushed all the way to November, this shit can get pushed out of the year. Like I'm, I, I can expect this to happen. And I know Dan, he's a crafty son of a bitch. And I'm like, mm-hmm. he could counterpick this. So I go to, I go to drop the game and it says, oh yeah, we'll process your drop at the end. I was like, what? I was like, in fantasy football, if I don't want this motherfucker on my team, he's gone. Get out of here. Yeah, no, you have, you have to job. wait for it to get processed. Yeah. I could you counterpick it if I if I put in a drop request? That's a good question. And we've never encountered that scenario. I, Only one way to I find was out. Terrified. I was absolutely terrified because I'm like, all right, drop. Because you know, in fantasy, if you see a if you see a bum on your team, you send his ass packing. And I was <laughs> like, all right, you know, this is a bum on my team. It's time for him to go. And he said, hold on. My, you know, you got to give me some days to pack up and get the fuck out. And yeah. I'm like, in a Holy fantasy shit. football, you don't have somebody else showing up. Like, no, no, no. Here you go. He stays on that team. Like, you don't yeah. have that. Yeah. That it's like, have- uh, he's squatting. We call those squatters. Yeah. So I literally yeah. felt I had a visualization of this guy in my house and I'm trying to get him the fuck out. And Dan, being the angry neighbor that he is, trying to hate mm-hmm. on me for making money mm-hmm. off of these these freeloaders, mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. like, I'll no, pay no, his no. rent. Yeah, I'll pay his rent. You know what? Stay there. <laughs> You're good. And so I was. I was more focused on the drop than I was of any acquisitions that I got. And Which thank God. I, I do want to break down the acquisition. So I want to jump to the last one you have there. Minecraft Legends. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, hang on, hang on. I didn't realize. Uh, receding Headlines also did something. They picked up Sons of the Forest. Interesting. Well, I, picked up, I, I picked up two games. So I, oh, picked I, know, up... I know. I'm going to get back to yours. I'm saving okay, that okay. one. I'm saving right. it. But uh, okay. Minecraft Legends is interesting. But now that I'm seeing Sons of the Forest, that's a that's an interesting call there, Walter. Interesting. Okay. Okay. 
But uh, Minecraft Legends, I'm not gonna lie, I was sitting on it. I was sitting on it. I was thinking maybe, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll budge. But um, I don't know. Now Minecraft Legends and Homeworld Three, uh, you know, same team developing that. Hmm. Interesting, right? Interesting. Let me take let me take a look at Homeworld Three. Can you tell us a little bit about Homeworld Three, you know? Uh, it scored well in the past. What's the game about? <laughs> no idea. Because <laughs> I, I I saw that you got it, and I saw that you pay, you paid a pretty penny for it, and I was like, oh, what yeah. is this? Yeah. Um. So from what I'm getting from looking at a couple photos and images online, it looks like a it looks like a a battle game, very sim- like a like a turn based battle it's game. It's like a tactical. Yeah. It's it, it's a it's a real time. It's an RTS, I believe. I could be wrong about that. Don't judge. I'm like I don't care about Homeworld. Um, and then uh, the other one I do have is WrestleQuest, which uh, it's a wrestling RPG. Like and it plays like an old school JRPG, but wrestling. I've only heard good things, so I've been thinking about picking this up for the longest time, and I've been sitting on it. It's like no, I'm not gonna do it because you never go with your heart, never. But sometimes it doesn't line, and WrestleQuest oh, it looks good too. It does look yeah. good. This is yeah. an old school, like I've been sitting on this for a minute now. It's and then so you funny. Have, they have like Macho Man Randy Savage is in it. Like, yeah. It's funny. I get like yeah. these old school um WWE arcade vibes from the way the gameplay is, except it's a little bit down in the graphics, more 2D-ish. Um, but it's very interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's an RPG. It's those it's these and it's an RPG. It's these type of games that can be sleepers. You know what I mean? And, oh, that's the thing. Like, you could ask Gustlam. I mean, me being the two-time LWGFVGL winner, um, I'm big on the indies. Like, people look at my, oh, you got Elden Ring last year. If you would have taken Elden Ring out, I'm still beating people by over, like, 50 points. Because mm-hmm. I have I have solid indies. I know what to look for. So, where do you, where yeah. do you look for this information? It's got to pay attention to the news. Okay, okay. Got to follow the industry. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Got to be I out there. Got to have your ear to the ground. We'll see. We'll see. That's the reason. There's, a, there's but, a reason why I picked up the things I picked up. And I, that's the thing. I want to talk about this other game I find very interesting. The unannounced mainline 2D Mario platformer? Yes. So there, there are rumors and speculations out there. All right, let, let's, let's look at history. History has shown that Nintendo in and of itself typically launches a Mario game on an average of six to seven years between games. Mm-hmm. It is about that time between mm-hmm. Mario Odyssey and now. Now, mm-hmm. there's speculation that Mario Odyssey 2, or whatever they want to call it, I, I don't think they'll call it Mario Odyssey 2, honestly, at this point, they just they change it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about that time. But mm-hmm. there are rumors floating out there that it's there's a 2D platformer for Mario set to come out, because it's been actually a longer time for that uh, than it it's has been for a real uh, long time. It's been a real long time. And the expectation is that this game is unannounced and uh, that's the one thing about nintendo nintendo drops bombs whenever they really want to just feel like dropping bombs and they keep everything close to chest there's expectation that this 2d platformer can come out side by side with the super mario movie that is set to come Mm -hmm. out in a couple months Mm -hmm. and they'll push the narrative of the movie with the game either in levels or just help sales on both front which is definitely a nintendo thing that they would do solid solid decision but this is also nintendo Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nintendo doesn't think so it's also very possible that they have the game come out way after the movie has come out because they don't think about stuff like that possible like you know like when Detective Pikachu came out there wasn't a Pokemon game around that time that is true there should have been there should have been but Nintendo been. 
Nintendo's gonna Nintendo. Like Nintendo you understand, makes you understand the weird how many decisions. movie tickets they could set like uh, you get okay, you want to buy you want Mario, we know you love Mario. Buy this Mario 2D platform game and you get a free ticket to the movies to go see the Mario movie. Yeah, that, that would never happen. Like I there's know, no world where that exists. Yeah, we we can hope. We can hope, but I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, uh, like that's an interesting game, but it's like think about it. So Legend of Zelda is coming out this year. Mm-hmm. You said it yourself. We might be getting another Odyssey. Maybe. You know, um, we have, let me see, there's that one Bayonetta game that's coming out. Yeah. Um, what else? There's other stuff Nintendo has I can't remember. So it's like all this stuff is coming out. Kirby. Well, Kirby came out last Did year. Did it come out already? I thought, no, there's one coming that's coming up. Which one is this? Return to Dreamland. Oh, is there? Mm-hmm. So, okay, with that included. So, all this coming out, you think that there's going to be space for 2D Look, Mario? The thing is, is that people forget that Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild came out the same year. No, they actually remember. came out together on the same year. So, Nintendo doesn't give a fuck about competing with us. So, Nintendo... Well, you're, you're right. You're right. I'm just saying, like, that's because... Look at that, though. That was the debut of the Switch. They needed the Switch to hit hard. Because true, what did they have true. before that? They had the Wii U. That's true. And nobody cared about the Wii U. And I was like, man, remember there were rumors? Oh, is Nintendo just going to start licensing their IPs out to other companies and they're going to stop making consoles? That was a, that was a legit thing. Mm-hmm. And then the Switch came out and it shook the world. But before that, it was just like, we need to put everything out there. They're not in that world anymore. Right now, the, the Nintendo Switch is the best-selling console of 2022. Yep. So, so it's like, do they need to do that? Like People have been saying, we want a new Mario Kart. Mario Kart 8 is the same one that came out on the Wii U. We still haven't gotten a new one. Yeah, what they come yeah. out with is like, we're going to give you more maps. And more characters. We'll put Kirby in here now. Yeah, like, that's what they came up with. Like, you know, we need, where's the Switch 2 coming out? It's like, oh, you want a Switch 2? Here's a Switch where the, the things don't come off. The Joy-Cons don't come off. Yeah. Oh, we'll give you an OLED one. Oh, what, what else does it do? It's like, it just looks better. Yeah. Like, okay, what, what else do we got? Like, Mind you, I got one. Yeah, I, got, uh, yeah, I, got. I know Walter got one, too. Yeah. But um, yeah, I still got I still got the OG sitting right here. Hey, but hey, um, I can't knock that. But yeah, man, I'm just saying that's an interesting pick. That's an interesting pick. It you want to counter pick it? You want to counter pick it? Counter pick it. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm counter picking, but I'm saying Eslam Walter. If you guys are checking this out, that's an interesting game. <laughs> go ahead. But, go um, ahead. Go ahead. And when you're when you're set, I'll tell you right now, you can go ahead and counter pick that. But Nintendo rarely misses. And you think it's 2D side scroll and Mario's gonna miss like that? It's not gonna miss. <laughs> what? It's not gonna Nintendo miss. rarely misses. I'm talking about Mario. I'm talking about Mario. Mario Strikers, Mario Golf. That's yeah, but I, those are come on, those are outliers. Those are those are gimmicks. We're talking about a 2D scrolling Mario. You go ahead, you counter pick it. Go ahead, go ahead, counter pick it. Go ahead, counter pick it. If it comes out, it's gonna be great. You're damn right. That's you hear if that? It comes out. Don't don't. He's trying to fuck with you, Eslam. He's if trying to fuck with out. you. He's trying to steer you in a different direction. He said, "Go ahead and counter pick it." And then he now he wants to. If it comes out, be careful. If it though. comes out. Yeah, because like it's gonna be a great game. Think about it this way: from my perspective, if let's say Eslam did counterpick your game, and it's a great game, Eslam's points go down. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Let's say he counterpicks it, and it's a you know it's a bad game. Your your points are going down. His goes up, and he he's already got the negative. I, and that's another thing, Eslam. You you we just started. We're in January. How are you at negative one already? Come on, man. You're better than this. You're better than this. Going out there. Oh, I got married. I got a life, man. This is the league. <laughs> this is the league. Congratulations. See, but but getting back, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. Um, 
but that's the thing, you know, to me, it's a risk reward thing, right? I've got a lot of safe picks on my list, right? It's not, oh, yeah. it's nice to, nice to have oh. a lot of safe picks. And then some, yeah, some are safe. Most of them, I hope. Um, <laughs> And then like, you, you, so let me just look what you have where you're talking. Go ahead, keep going. But then we could go to the 2D Mario, and it's if it comes out, it's gonna hit. There's a big if there. If it comes out. But if it comes out and it hits, you if know, it comes out, yeah. But if it mm-hmm. does, mm-hmm. I should be all right. Yeah, they're all safe picks. Okay. Okay, sir. Wait, where where right. you see the where you see the threats? Where you see the you threats? You really want me to call you out so I mean, the competition can see? Go ahead, go ahead. No, what? Oh, I mean, like you could, you could do what you want. I got, uh, we got that, uh, that that super drop. I could drop stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Let's see what the upcoming games are real quick. So we got Hogwarts Legacy. That's yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, next month, then we got Wild Hearts. That's Islam's. Like a Dragon Ishin. Okay. Receding headline. Receding headlines got a couple there. Horizon Call of the Mountain Sons of the Forest. Octopath Traveler. Fracture. Man, you don't have much coming out. You got Hogwarts Legacy in February, and then at the end of March, you got the Resident Evil 4 remake. That's interesting. I'm o- I'm okay with that though. You know what you you know hey, my there's strategy. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing no, wrong no, with that. Put your hand down. You ain't swearing no bobbles. My 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 strategy is that I picked what yeah. I felt were safer picks. Now, does it suck to wait? Yes. But you know what you get bit. to do? You get to you get to chill out in the background. You get to see how things go. You get to see if you're picking up Russell Russell Quest and whatever's happening, mm-hmm. and then I mm-hmm. get to hear some news that you know I don't know the developer. Yeah, ate a can of uh, can't I don't know. He ate some, and it just didn't come yeah. out well. And he's yeah. not okay. He can't finish the game in time, or now he's got the shits, and then someone else. You're absolutely right. Because you're describing how I won the first season. I kind of sat back, let everybody play, and then in the end, I showed up. Was like, hey, I'm I'm here. Mm-hmm. Stop now, and I won. And then and then uh, that was season one. I mean, and then season two, you know, um, Henry, you know, he, he's jumping the gun. He's like, I'm gonna pick every game. I was like, well, I can't let Henry get the games. So I was like, you know what, guys, I'm jumping in early. I had to put my foot down, you know, and I had uh, there's a reason why, I, you know, I was called Torbenistus Games. And let's just say they ain't got knees anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I, I did what I had to do, you know, and that's why, you know, Broken Broom Handle Media, we, we just got to sweep up that competition. You know, that's what we do. I, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, tell me I don't have the best names. Tell me I don't have a, the best names. It's a very good name. It's a very good name. I mean, we got a lot of announcements coming up in the next couple months related to games. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. so it's gonna it's we're gonna see a lot of things change, a lot of things get dropped. Um, and then that's where the fun begins, right? Because like who knows? They they put out a Nintendo wants to put out a completely separate game, it's not coming out till you know November, and then that's when the that's when the magic happens as far as bidding is concerned. You better mm-hmm. hope you put that top bid in. Oh yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, honestly, what what the game has been recently, and I'm not trying to be cocky, it's it's kind of like you have to figure out like what's going on in the gaming industry, like the news before I do. Mm-hmm. So you, that's, that's the goal. You gotta, you, you gotta hear about something before I hear about something. That's fine. Cause, okay. Cause you know, I'm constantly checking. So what's your, what's your comments on Minecraft legends? Cause you were talking a little something about, I was thinking about getting it. I was thinking about picking it up, but you know, I didn't pull the trigger. There's a reason for that. But so that's all I have for the lowest wise guys, fantasy video game league. Um, So we got that. And I, we got some quick news stories. Let's jump into those real fast. All right. So let's go over here. We're gonna do a little presentation. Oh, Minecraft Legends um, is good. Maybe, maybe go watch some of my things. No, nah, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. You're a good kid, you know? You're, you're slightly <laughs> older than me. Slightly. <laughs> um. All right, so we're gonna jump into some news and we're gonna stay with gaming. So 
we are going to talk about a game that was just shadow drop. Hi-Fi Rush, the surprise Xbox exclusive game, is a pure delight. So this is a news article written by Edmund Tran over on Games Hub. So please go out there, check it out, give them the click. They earned it. And they're going to talk about this game, uh, Hi-Fi Rush. So Xbox had a developer, uh, kind of like a direct kind of thing, where they focus on how many games was it, Rudy? Like five, six games? Yeah, it was like five games at most. Yeah, so there was a couple games, and then there was one that stood out because they were like, hey, this game is by Tango Works. I keep forgetting if that's it or not. And hey, Tango Works, they have this game. These are the people that did Evil Within. It's called Tango like, okay. Tango Gameworks. Gameworks, thank you. Uh, so these are the people that did Evil Within. It's kind of just like, okay, well, what what horror game do they have? And then they show Hi-Fi Rush. And it's just like, yeah, so it's this game, really colorful, uh, a lot of stuff going on. It's a, it, you know, it's one of those like, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, but you know, by the beat things where you have to like match the beat. What's the word, Rudy? Help me out here. I mean, you're just sitting there. You're just sitting there smiling. <laughs> Why did I put you on the podcast? You're not talking. I get what you say. It's the types where you it's like a like a guitar hero type where you gotta press the button and in sync with the with the music. Right, yeah, you have to sync up with the beat. I guess that's the best we can come up with, guys. Sorry, this is the quality content you get at the LWG. But uh it's it's out there, it's on Game Pass um and it's not a bad game i played it um i don't know how i'm feeling about it uh i know it's taking the world by storm people are loving this people are already saying early game of the year contender that's where we're at which is great for xbox because when's the last time somebody said that about an xbox exclusive you know it's very true so good on them and uh, i I liked how they shadow dropped it this game works for that because i feel like well, Rudy, you've seen different, uh, you know, uh, conferences and stuff like that with games and directs where they'll show like a bunch of games and then they always have that one section like here's a bunch of other games. And then you see things real fast for like a few seconds like, oh, that looks great. And then you don't hear about it for another two years. Yeah. And then one day you're just like, oh, that game came out. I didn't realize it. And yeah. everybody forgets about it. This is that game. But the it was the way they marketed it, the way they did it was genius. Like, hey, here's this game. It looks cool, right? Guess what? You can play it right now. Awesome. It was, it's perfect for this game. Yeah, this is this is the type of game where if Microsoft would have tried to to drop this or even just include it in a traditional um press conference that it kind of just got got lost against the juggernauts that are in there, right? Like Absolutely. there's already so much time that people have waited on like uh Hellblade or or you know updates to Halo or even Forza for that matter that when you put a game in there it's like, oh, "Okay, cool. They're just trying to fill in time. They're trying to fill in a gap." Um mm-hmm. Honestly, when I saw the game, I thought it looked really interesting. It was definitely something I was like, I like the color aspect. I like the um, it almost remind me remind me of like an old school Jet Set Radio, like the way that it like the vibe was of the game. Um, mm-hmm. so when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is cool. And then when I when I saw they were dropping it same day, I was like, oh, because I was like, huh, is this a game that I would? Because because let's be very honest, same day drops can be hit or misses sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're sometimes they drop them and they almost drop it to test the water and then they try to make rapid um, fixes to the game to make it better. Um, mm-hmm. But I saw this game and I was like, this looks like a cleaned up, polished product. It looks like it's pretty much done. Um, and then w- before they got to the drop same day, I was like, huh, maybe this is something I want to add on my fantasy critic. And then when they dropped the same day, I was like, all right, well, there goes that. Like no one, no mm-hmm. one gets to enjoy having this on their team if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, this is fine. Fun by yeah. me, but um, overall, I mean, I, like I played the game. It, it might not be for me, to be honest, but um, I, you know, from what I have played, I have enjoyed it, uh, for the most part. It gives me a lot of um, oh man, what's the game that the damn I forgot the name of the studio too. Who makes Spider Man the PlayStation Insomnia? I think Insomnia. Now the Insomniac Studio, they did that. Uh, what's that first game they did for the beginning of last gen? 
Oh, um, wow. You talking about for Xbox? Yeah. Wow, why am I drawing a blank on that? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm blanking on it. But this gave me that vibes. You know, like for that. Sunset Overdrive. Uh, yeah, thank you. Sunset Overdrive. So this this reminds me a lot of Sunset Overdrive as well with the colors and everything. Um, you move around, you move into the beat, uh, which is cool because like if you have some type of rhythm, it's fun. Uh, I can't imagine somebody who just can't cast the beat uh, playing this like that might be kind of frustrating. But they have a lot of visual cues, which is really cool because it's like the world is in sync. So it's like you have like trees that are like vibrating. So you match to that if you can't catch the beat, you know, if you have no rhythm. Um, so, you know, it's cool. Um, you know, this is out there. I, I don't see myself going back to playing this. Maybe I'll jump in one day if I got nothing else to do. But um, for the most part, it's, it's, you know, it's a solid game. It's not bad. That's what you just hope for, though, right? Like, it's going to sound weird, but the bar, in my opinion, the bar is not set too high for Xbox right now. Like, everyone's waiting in anticipation mm. of a lot of stuff to come out. I feel like doing little things like this is almost like you're you're trying like you're trying to win favor back in a in a in the fan base right like everyone's waiting right you're waiting for that special moment or the special games or whatever you know like these are like little teasers like look we we are showing you that this game might not be a juggernaut but we can put out quality stuff so stick around yeah. and wait till we see what else we got you know what i mean yeah no absolutely because right now everybody looks at them and they're just like where's starfield mm-hmm. so it's like we need other games and this is perfect like we nobody knew this game existed just came out of nowhere and it's like hey and it's a hit so it reminds me a lot of tunic uh granted we knew about tunic ahead of time uh you know there was demos and everything out for it but tunic kind of just came out was like hey this is a really good game people are talking about it. they liked it but you know this is just being a surprise but yeah anyway, that's all i got for uh hi-fi rush so definitely check it out if you can uh it's on game pass so they make it so seamless to get game pass whether you get it on the console or your computer or on your phone on a on a steam deck like literally you get game pass anywhere so there's no reason not to try this game and the last bit of news I have here. Now, this one you're not gonna have much to say on it, Rudy. Um, and I can't, I can't uh, change the thing anyway. I'll be the judge. So that's of that. interesting. That's interesting. Why can't I do it? Hmm. Believe in yourself. Oh, it's because I did it backwards. This is what I want to talk about. HBO's The Last of Us renewed for season two. This is an article written by Ryan Dinsdale of the Dinsdale Dimadone over at IGN. And, um, yeah, so nothing really to say here, uh, but Last of Us has been relit for a season two. Um, Rudy, I know you're not watching the show because you're weird, but... I keep up with the news. I keep up with the news. Episode one and two have released as of this recording. Episode three is coming out tonight. It's been a hit. Everybody who has watched it has talked about how much they love it. There's a lot of comparisons to the game that are very good. Uh, at times, it feels like it's just pulled right from the game. It has put right on there. It's very accurate. And um, tonight's episode is going to be the episode that deviates from that. Uh, and I think in a good way. So it's a great show. Um, I still prefer the game, but uh, that's just me. But um, I mean, overall, it's still a good show. And uh, for anybody who's not aware, season one, unless they've changed this, is still going to take place. Uh, it's going to cover the entire first game. Yeah, that's the expectation. So does that mean season two is going to be the second game? Or is there going to be time in between? The games is it going to be part of the second game we don't know but we do know that the game uh the show is getting renewed i'll say i'll say this much that i'm not watching the show right now i'm just taking take my time with it making see how the see how the world responds to it and whatnot but like, i've seen a lot of clips related to it i've I seen a comparison huh? that's all right it's 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 a weird thing i got i got I, I like to don't worry about me you're weird um yes um but i've seen some clips here and there where it does a comparison between the game and the and the show and they they pull right from it 
Um, I have heard the news related to the first season. Do you know how many episodes it is? Should be nine, I believe. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. Nine to ten would be good. Thank you. I'm just saying, like eight. I feel like the problem. The reason I say that is because I feel like if it's two, like if it's an eight episode season, and you're trying to squeeze everything into eight episodes. Even if they're an hour long, you're gonna miss something. Like you're just going to. Um, and and they're doing a good like nine to ten is that sweet spot where it's like this is good enough and we have enough time to fill it. I feel like twelve sometimes lingers and you just put. Well, too it's much the filler. it's every chapter of the game. Like they did oh. the first spoilers for the Last of Us game. Uh, and I guess the show, but like the first episode was like the introduction and Sarah. The second one was um, Tess with her, okay. you know, what happens okay. to her. The third one, we're going to have Bill and now they're going to also have, you know, Frank. Um, the fourth one, we move from there. You're going to have probably like the two brothers. Remember they meet up with. Mm-hmm. So after that, we're going to or maybe it's going to be not the before the two brothers. It might be the like the area where it's like you have the, the Raiders. You might deal with them for four and then the brothers are five. After five, what do we have? We are going to meet up with Tommy. All right. Once again, sorry, spoilers. Uh, and uh, after that, we're going to go like Tommy's like, oh, yeah, there's a there's a university. Go over there. You might find the fireflies. After the fireflies, like that's not working. Well, it's wintertime. We got to go meet David. And then you have the whole thing with David. And then after that, it's like, all right, this is done. Let's go. Fireflies. The finale fits perfect. Now, the only thing is the flashback. Where does that fit in? That's that's what I was. You're talking about the left behind with Riley. Yeah. Now, I would assume you put that in the David episode because that's where it fits in into the game. I would. I'll say I'll 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 one up you on this and I'll and I'll 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 raise I'll raise the stakes. as If it's me, I just focus on the on the last of us game for this season. Right. Because I look at it from a time frame perspective. Right. There's still it's still up in the air whether or not they're going to make a Lazarus part three. That's number one. There's still news as to whether or not that's completely going to happen or not. So if I'm looking at it, it's yeah. So there's, there's there news, there's news out there that uh, naughty dog hasn't confirmed that there's going to be a last of us part three. And in reality, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that they're working on in the meantime, prior to that game anyway, right? Like they're working on a potential um, factions side game that is possibly coming out this year. So if I look at a time frame related to these shows, I think to myself, okay, Last of Us, uh, Last of Us Part One, you have this full first season of nine episodes. You take next year and you don't do a season two. You do a Left Behind. You do it like a like a quick, like what they did with um House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon uh, is like more of a um like a beginning transition into the characters, letting you understand, and then eventually they're gonna begin the storylines related to it. So if I'm them, you got this year, uh. The Last of Us episode uh, part one, then next mm-hmm. year is left behind. Maybe like a nice little quick five, six episode miniseries related to that. That gives not only the writers time to develop part two, but develop, mm-hmm. but gives the game developers time to develop part three if they mm-hmm. are planning to go down yes, that route. Would. And I mean, that's, then, that makes sense, but like, yeah. it's, that's we already know that's not happening. A man can hope. A man can hope, and no, it I mean, gives you know, enough time. They already, dude, they already filmed the scenes from Left Behind. Like they've already shown it. Okay, well then there you go. You just you ruined all the surprises for the world. No, they've been. It was in the trailer. Like we know, <laughs> like everybody knew that it's cast. We know who the cast are and everything. Like we know who's playing Riley. Like so. The, my question to you now is, since we have since they've confirmed that the Last of Us Part Two is going to be where Season Two takes over, do you do well, they the house? Confirmed it. Yeah, it's it's out there. Um. Do you do a House of the Dragon? Because we've already seen from House of the Dragon that HBO don't give a shit about time skips and jumping and, and firing people. 
do you think that which is part great. two? Huh? Well, I mean, that's great. Are you, are you going to say are they going to do it now, like in next year? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, at the end of the season, when part two happens, right? Season two happens. Do you think they cast a new person to play Ellie? Because there's a significant time jump between, um, like the age difference and the and the and the the maturity in the character at that point. That's that's where the question I anticipated. Uh, that's where it comes into. Are they doing season two next year, or are they going to wait for season two? Because they said they're doing a season two. They never said when season two is. So yes, one of two things: they're going to wait for Bella Ramsey to get older to season two, or they're going to get a new actress to play Ellie and go from there. I'm cool with it either way. Um, you know, tell the story you need to tell. If you feel like uh, you want to have some time in between, you wait. If you want to bring it up and you feel like it needs to be brought up early. You get a new actress. I've I've been of the mind. I've been saying this a lot lately on the podcast. We need to get back to a world where you can't be afraid of recasting. I mm-hmm. hate the fact that the world is, oh, um, this person is this person. They have to have that character. Like the Marvel universe is screwed up because of that. Like you should be able to just be like, okay, instead of having what's his name be Tony Stark, just hit a point where it's like the world just universally agrees. Okay, Robert Downey Jr. is getting a little bit older. Maybe he wants to do some other projects. Let's get a young up-and-comer actor. And this is how you make stars. Let that person be the thing. I've been saying this with wrestling for years. <laughs> you don't want to see the old people keep coming back. You want to see the new people rise up. Good point. We need to do that. So if you, I mean, Bella Ramsey, this is a weird situation because she's already young. So if you want to wait for her, you can. But if you want to spotlight another actor and give her a shot, put her there. Don't be afraid to recast. Like, oh, Henry Cavill's not Superman. Hey, man, he did a great job as Superman. He did a great job as uh, Geralt of Rivia. And he's going to be doing um, Warcraft, which he, I mean, not Warcraft. He's going to be doing the other one, uh, Warhammer, which he loves. So it's like, you know, let the actors do what they got to do, man. Give people a shot. If some people, hey, you're cut and your contract's over and you're getting replaced, bro, that's life. Like, You got a point. No one ever would have saw, you know, if they didn't keep trying to recast and keep moving on, then. We might not have got Christian Bale as Batman. We might not have got Heath Ledger as the Joker. You just yeah. you don't know what's out there. Sometimes you got to just swing and uh, aim for the fences. And if you make it, you make it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah, at least you're giving it a shot. Mm-hmm. But um, but anyway, that's all I got for the last those. And uh, my headphone is gonna die soon, so we got we got to get this. Um, it's not cheap shit. It's not. It's really get good quality. Um, Let's get some. So there's a whole thing with my headset not working, so I'm forced to use these, which I don't want to use, but I, I have to. Send me your um, address. Put your address on the screen. Let somebody donate to you. Donate to Dan. You're never going to know if I live. Not, I mean, where I live. What? You're never going to know if I live. <laughs> Tune in next time so, to find out. <laughs> but that's what I got there, and we can stop sharing this. Um, So that's all I got for the news. We talked about the Royal Rumble. We talked about how I'm going to win the Fantasy League. And Rudy, do you have any final thoughts or anything? I look how you sneaked that in there. I just like, um... <laughs> No, I mean, like, final thoughts, you know, like, I'm, it, it's weird to say, but I'm, I, the, the year in the breakup for me is always different, right? When football comes around, the world stops. Right now, we're literally the day the AFC and the NFC championships are going on. The Eagles are potentially in the possibility to get to the Super Bowl, you know, go birds. Um, But when football stops, that's when everything shifts for me again. And that's when I get more into my, my gaming and everything like that. And um, the fantasy critic has definitely put me onto that. And even the like knowing the Royal Rumbles in April, I mean WrestleMania is in April. Like you know, who knew that was coming? You know, um, so it gives me what something else to something else to look forward to. <laughs> it's like Damn. WrestleMania like thirty nine or something. Who would have seen another one? Hey man, it's a good number. Um, but no, yeah, like 
if if you're if you're a longstanding laps fan like myself related to wrestling and you have the opportunity to pick up peacock because why not there's deals going on left and right netflix is getting shittier as 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 time goes by you know like you might want to switch it up you know especially now netflix is coming out where you're not going to be sharing accounts you know you've been bumming off your friend for six years now fuck them you know choose when you want to do it stranger things comes out for three months jump on it then give peacock a chance come and see if you like wrestling see if you like these pay-per-views wrestlemania is coming up in april i i recommend that if you're a, a long-standing laps fan like myself, to go back, see what it's about, and give it a shot. Do you still use my Peacock? Yeah, we don't have to talk about that. They, no, I'm just, I was that. Just Are they taking that away too? Are <laughs> they not letting you share that? The moment they, I'll tell you this, and this goes out to everybody listening. The moment they stop sharing Peacock, that's it. I'm bumming off a of dance cock, and it's not going to work if they take it away. So for my final thoughts, um. This is uh, this is a long episode. Um, I really don't have much to kind of said everything I need to say on the on the podcast. So I'm, I'm, I got it all out there. So my final thoughts are going to be to make sure that you remember to go ahead and follow us at all of our social medias. Once again, Rudy's not out there, but Rudy, if you want to set your social media, go for it. No, I don't want to. I'm good. All right. So we have our social medias. Don't follow Rudy. And if you do find him, make sure you block him. But be sure to go ahead and also like and subscribe and share and rate and review and comment below on our socials. I'm sorry, on our video platforms and our podcast platforms on everything. Remember, we are on twitch.tv slash guys. We are on youtube.com. It's a weird one. Just type in guys on YouTube. You'll find it. And always, as always, go over to the losewiseguys.com website where you can find all of our content, including the LWG FEGL Season 3. LWG FEGL S3. That sounds that like a long. disease. COVID-19. <laughs> this is how COVID-19 started. They're just playing fantasy. <laughs> Look where we're at now. <laughs> you start but, dropping uh, and no. picking up shit. Yeah, but uh, definitely check us out and all our stuff. Rudy, thank you for joining. Um, Aslam, congratulations uh, for the wedding. Uh, Disco, congratulations uh, for the engagement. Yeah, he got engaged. And uh, David, I see you're out there too, so congrats to you. You know, the, you're there. Do your thing. Um, Walter, you're in the league. Congratulations to you and Henry. The number one fan. Congrats to you. Uh, congratulations all around. We yeah, celebrate for, things. We celebrate people. <laughs> we celebrate things at the Los Wise Guys podcast. So thank you. And as always, have a great week.